contract and also to get free work or get referrals from them is definitely the best way. Um, that way, or just get as much, you know, referral clients, like free clients as you can starting out. And Welcome back to Young Smart Money with me, your host, Apple Kreider. Today, we are sitting down with Van Dennis. This man is very active in the Google Ads space. He has an agency where he is serving small, mid-sized businesses. He's serving mostly e-commerce clients. Um, and he's building up his own sort of expertise in the e-com field as well. So in this episode, we're diving deep on Google ads, we're diving deep on how he started his social media marketing agency, how he's able to massively scale that to the place where it's at now, built out an entire team of media buyers and other people all on his team, all moving towards that goal of um, just building a massively valuable business and providing massively valuable service for as many small and mid-sized businesses as possible. And then later in the episode, we actually dive into some of the biggest lies Van and I had both grown up uh, believing and hearing from our parents, hearing from the people around us, and then how we were able to overcome those, okay? So if you're feeling stuck by your surroundings, by your environment, by, by, by those philosophies that keep getting ground into your brain, stick around till the very end. And Van's gonna share some actionable strategies that you can use to start to overcome those sort of ingrained philosophies that we've just grown up with our entire lives, but that we need to overcome if we wanna make serious progress and really succeed in the world of entrepreneurship in particular. So guys, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode with Van Dennis. I know you're gonna love it. All right, Van, welcome to Young Smart Money. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. Thank you so much for having me on. Appreciate it. Absolutely. I'm stoked to dive into it. So our listeners heard a bit about you and what you're currently working on in the intro to this episode. But for those of them that aren't familiar with you and what you're currently doing, give us like a 60-second uh, snapshot of where you're at right now. Okay, yeah. Um, so uh, my name is Van Dennis. Um, kind of like a nerd that, uh, nerd that used to uh, look like a jock, but I was always in like a nerd mindset, always into technology, into features, type of stuff. Um, I currently have a digital agency, was under Black Label Digital, um, a second um, DBA, like um, separate uh, sister company to it, Black Media, um, all focused on digital ad space, um, media buying, um, content creation, uh, video management, um, content management. Um, and so with that, uh, I like to use those skills and reason why it's heavily focused more on e-commerce, but we also help um, small to mid-sized businesses um, in their advertising, um, just you know, bringing them customers like a lot of people probably know of in the digital space. Um, but yeah, uh, in that, um, very love e-commerce, love building brands, um, love helping brands that are already, already built um, get to their customer, you know, uh, that or solve those solutions that their product, that their amazing product could fulfill. Um, but that's pretty much it. Um, still on my journey, uh, still you know, still uh, figuring it out, uh, trial and error. Um, I love it. It's part of this. It's part of this journey. What it is, you know. Um, so, thing called life. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I could not agree more. So, I'm super stoked to dive into like the media buying and like digital marketing side of things, ecom. But first, I just want to flash back in time and talk about your early upbringing. So, talking about like your middle school, high school years. You said you were always like the kid who looked like a jock that was actually a nerd. So, tell us about that time period for you. Yeah, man. So, um, I, my my upbringing was very interesting. Um, uh, living in a single parent home, just my mom. Uh, so with that, I, she, I was put into sports. I was very athletic. Um, I love sports. So I did play a lot of sports, um, but I was always like the guy that was really good at sports, but I was never like the jock type person. I hanged out with like the nerds. I hanged out with everyone. Just like, I just loved being like just down to earth and like be a people's person. 
Um, but with super into sports, so that's like my main thing growing up. But I was always into like futuristic movies. So I was always into like technology. Um, but I didn't at that time didn't really even know what that interest really meant. Better than I thought. I just loved video games, or I thought like I loved just like you know that type of mm-hmm. future movie, um, supernatural movie, whatever. So um, growing up, that was like middle school, high school. Um, still kind of same thing. So I playing. I was playing football. It's kind of like my main thing at the time, and then. Um, a little bit of a tragedy happened when I was a senior in high school. Christmas morning, my mom passed like right in my arms and uh, kind of life hit me like crazy, like right then, you know, um, and kind of gave me a lot of, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a, like a blessing in disguise in a sense. A lot of things kind of jumped me to have to know, have more wisdom, have to know how to do certain things on my own, be very independent. Um, and also like just figure out the world and like make, not make, not look at myself as a victim. And make make myself know that I create my reality and stuff like that. So uh, it was a lot of learning lessons, you know, pretty early. I'd say. Hey, man, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, man, no, no worries, man. It's a, it's a, it happens. A lot of people, you know, it's still a blessing every day to be alive. Um, I was blessed to have the time I did have it there. Learn a ton, like work that thick, and um, just really valuable things that you know, like I took from her that were that put me, you know, ahead. I feel like for my time, so. Straight up. So from there, when did you first get introduced to the world of like digital marketing and e-com? Like when did that happen for you? That happened around like 2016. Um, I was literally just like on YouTube, like just listening to like music videos and stuff like that. And um, I did keep seeing, I kept seeing like Ty Lopez videos come on. <laughs> I'd skip them for the longest. And then one day I was kind of like, like what if he's actually I feel like I was like I feel like something with this act because around this time I was kind of doing some like law of attraction things I was believing in I was reading books and I felt like I was like I must be getting this ad to me for some reason and so I checked it out I believe I wasn't too sure if I skipped it or I just couldn't skip it you know but I heard him out and I was like I actually like what he's saying so um I started just diving into more like videos like that um trying to like you know find a feel you know taste a little bit see what I liked um actually came across Gary V stuff from that time and that really was something that resonated with me because the way that he was thinking with stuff that he was saying I kind of already had that mindset and believed in it but it was just you know make, it was like you know giving a lot of conviction and sort of like making me know like really really know that that's what I what I was thinking is like correct in a sense so um from there I just started um uh, was more like a kind of like in sales at that time so I was really heavily into sales and I was just trying to focus on my sales double down on my sales um and you know scale that you know that skill um and that kind of trans like that from there i kind of jumped into the marketing e-commerce space um digital agency space so that's mm. kind of all, all kind of started just like you know going from here to here just tasting trying just trying to figure it out you know for sure so do you have any advice for the young listener who maybe doesn't have it figured out yet like they're, they're seeing these gary v's of the world like telling them that they should be like working hard and trying things like do you have any advice for that person that listener right now that doesn't really have that certainty yeah, um, I, the best thing to do um, if you're young is fail fast, um, you know, like try whatever it is, like taste, you know. Um, Gary uses that term taste. Um, I use it as well. It's just an easier, simple way to say it. But it's like trying what you like to see if you actually like it, you know, or if you already know something you do like it, then make sure you do whatever you can to do what that is. If, even if there is sacrifice you have to take to put it, um, it's just best thing to do is obviously do something you love because it's kind of just, or have passion for um work's always gonna be work even if you love it or not um but it's just that's something that we can't really hide from and i mean the best thing to do is just try it you know if you always could quit somewhere you could always 
get another job. You can always do this. Um, just, but just try to you find some jobs you like or something that you want to stick with, you know, stick through the battle because there's going to be ups and downs like crazy. So That's the truth. So you found these guys, these Ty Lopez's, these Gary V's um, while you were in this sales job. When did you transition from being in sales to like going out on your own? Um, I didn't transition till I like till my business was literally of you know making the same type of you know income that the other job I could replace at the time. So for at least a year and a half, I was like trying digital marketing, um, had a little agency stuff, but literally didn't get like a client. So I had a whole sales job at the time. So when it business to business, not saying no here, no here, literally no's for like a whole year and a half. But wow, I loved it so much I never stopped. But I had a job obviously to like keep me like you know keep the bills paid stuff like that but um but then just but just that's a good way to like kind of like be able to test things is make sure that you have something to cover your expenses while you're trying to you know you have like you know 24 hours a day or whatever maybe you just put in the time that you can to whatever it is that you want to do and eventually sometime but you know i feel like it will the deposits um those success deposits those work that deposits will they'll you'll be able to cash out or withdraw from it eventually right so yeah so how, how, do you, how do you think about rejection? Because clearly you were facing a lot of rejection for a long time. And for a lot of people, that fear of rejection is really holding them back from even trying in the first place. So how do you, how do you think about uh, rejection in, in the things that you do? Uh, you, kind of have to, you kind of have to just understand it. You have to understand that it just, it's, just a, it's actually like a good thing sometimes. You know, it helps you kind of know, like, it lets you know, like, why did someone reject me? Or like, you know, just take it in as like, it's another at bat or just another chance, right? Um, you can't really take it. It's like um, I played sports for a long time, and I kind of have that like terminology where it's like uh, you can't really think of like the like the next play. There's always another play, or just have that short term memory when it comes to something like that. You can't let it affect you in that sense. And really, if you just kind of make yourself almost look like a sicko and think that rejection is good, um, then it'll kind of really make you feel like you will never lose because even a, a loss is a win type mm-hmm. thing that's that's crazy i mean that's i mean it's like easy to talk about this stuff but it's like a lot harder to actually internalize it because because a lot of people that rejection is just like really really like it's it's scary like before you yeah. out there and actually like experience it that that fear of like what will happen is yeah. terrifying but for me it, it really helps to think about like what is the actual worst case scenario here and most times like you're not any worse than when you started off like if you pitch yourself to a business and they say no you haven't lost anything like <laughs> like you still have everything you had before so I, I think i think it's really important to keep that in mind as well very true yeah so when when did stuff start taking off for your agency i mean you said you were at it for like a year and a half before you really had any kind of momentum whatsoever so what what happened that, that sort of changed there so even with so with that um what i did was like i was like all right let me go work for a couple other agencies that are already like on a good level like they're already like you know making making they have great clients um they already they're where i want to be let me see um their operations let me work for them and get that under my belt because i was like maybe i'm maybe i just don't know but i don't know um so i did that for a bit in hollywood um in san diego orange county um in california and just being able to see that that's kind of what led me to like knowing a little bit of the business processing um the clients that they're going after the, the solutions that they were solving um, and that's, uh, that's, that was out after about like a year and a half of like my trial and error. Um, I did that for maybe, um, about two years. Um, wow. and then that doing that and just gained so much from that, um, which was great. And then that's when I kind of like was able to break off into my own thing and I like did it like in my own style. Mm. So how did you find those opportunities, those successful agencies to work with? 
so literally just applying for applying for the jobs um, uh, looking on every like job um, recruiting site you could um, uh, one of the strategies I would use I would, I would literally like not only to send them my resume I'll email them I'll call them um, let them know that I send them my resume sometimes made them think I already have like a meeting um, which was a very crazy tactic I used to do is I let them think I already had an interview set up and so they were actually looking for it and then they would actually put me into the interview so <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a hack right there for anyone who wants to take that, but it, it definitely worked for some bigger agencies. What does that even mean? Like, what do you, what do you mean by that? Like, walk so us through a scenario. I called a few places like at a time, um, and it always ended up happening and I would make them think that I already had an interview. Um, I was like, I'm supposed to have an interview here at like 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock. And then sometimes like the rep, the, um, the reps at the front, you know, would literally write me down that I was supposed to have an interview. And then they would think, and then they'll look at my uh, resume and then be, it would match up exactly how they wanted it. And then that would actually make them be really interested to actually give me an interview. But, <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's a weird method, um, but I'll just, you know, you have to be unique sometimes and creative. Um, and that's kind of like one of the things I did that kind of like helped me out with that. Huh. So what were some of the things that you learned when you were going to these different agencies and like seeing what was done from the inside? Like what are some of the biggest takeaways you found? Um, one of the big takeaways um, was definitely um, organization um uh the process like the the process and procedures that they were doing um definitely um team like how they like working with teams and like seeing like, how that works communication within the office or in the business space um the big one of the big things that like kind of like definitely like catapulted me um stuff was like learning like google stuff google ads and like knowing what google could affect because before then i was mainly like a facebook guy um and i was applying for these jobs as like a facebook media buyer Mm -hmm. um, but seeing that type of open up a whole new like kind of world for me because I wasn't for some reason I just wasn't thinking that I was just thinking on Facebook um, which kind of happens in the space in a sense um, now it's a little bit different because it's like getting more talked about but um, it was definitely at that time I was like not too sure I never heard anyone talking about Google Ads or um, it was just kind of foreign um, even though I heard Gary V talking about it but it didn't, it didn't click to me until I was working for one of the agencies so, yeah what about google ads really like clicked for you or, like stood out like why why do you think you got into that um a big part of it i looked at it as like the buyer's intent um, a, um, a lot of people are obviously are searching for things that they want um some type of need solving a problem how to this or what does this or um a black chair whatever it is right from e-commerce to service space you know people usually go on that platform to search and like I really found out that just like that being like where your product or your service is and solving that person's problem is where you want to be. Um, Cause you're just kind of like, you're not doing disruption marketing in a sense. You're really like giving more like value marketing. Like, all right, here's like your solution. And here's an option for you. And then hopefully I could, my business or my product will serve what you're looking for, you know? So hmm. I'll bring value to you. Um, that was the, like a big thing I saw. Um, and there's also like knowing how it, Google, and then like going into that and just knowing how Google's data is and like knowing like the, 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 the procedures I would say like with Google and this kind of like opened my mind up even more within the space itself in the marketing space um, to like really kind of have a little bit more wisdom on what I was doing like beforehand. For sure. So like, what do you think are some of the most important things for people to think about if they do want to branch out into Google ads? Cause I know a lot of our listeners um, are, are running agencies. A lot of them are running Facebook ads, uh, but I've had a lot fewer questions come in about Google ads. And I know myself, I run a fair bit of Facebook ads, but I don't run any Google ads. So like, what are, what are the important things that people should know when they're starting off? 
um, when they're starting off, um, just when it comes to processing, like just think about not only what you're doing when you're going to Google, um, but what other people are doing when they're going to Google, and you know, use that like you know, psychology and that like kind of like a chess strategy. It's like when people are going there, they're really they're really looking for something. They're really really interested in whatever they're looking for because they're actually putting the time in to search it, which means that they're strongly more of a uh, interest buyer, right? Their buying power is a little more. Um, interested or just like you providing that value could be very you're solving someone's need you're actually giving value to whatever that person might be looking for um but another uh say like another um thing someone should be looking into when it comes to google is just um just testing it out and you know just like how you can search anything on google you can search anything on google you know like how to do this or how to do that or um and learn a lot that you you know if you need to look all learning that you need even if you're brand new to google ads you could learn a lot just from like little forms um that could be very helpful in a sense, you know? Absolutely. I always say my number one mentor is a Google search bar. My number two mentor is a YouTube search bar. So I'm, yeah. I'm a huge yeah. advocate of that. Yeah. <laughs> it's real, man. It's real. So, so you went into these agencies, you learned a lot about Facebook ads, uh, Google ads, media buying. When did you decide or like, why did you decide to go back out on your own and, and scale your own thing? Definitely. Um, for like a lot of like, you know, freedom control, um, just being able to like, make my time work for me, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but definitely love the, you know, the agency, like the world. And I wanted, always wanted to kind of do it on my, have like my own agency and have my yeah. own of like people. And I have a great team. Um, that's like, they're killers. I have like really great people on my team that are really great. Facebook media buyers, Google media buyers, um, processing to help with like the whole procedure that like really just, you know, make my life a little bit easier as well, but we all help each other out in a sense. Um, but there's just, it's just a, it's just a better aspect of us having more control. I don't ever feel like everyone needs to jump into that right away. If like you can kind of get your feet wet sometimes and just like, you know, learn stuff. But, um, I definitely like, I definitely prefer it, um, over other than working for someone else, but there's always sure. a strong point, you know? So that second time around, once you had that experience with those agencies, did things take off a little bit faster for you? Yeah, things took off. And, and at that time too, um, I kind of like did a lot of like free work and stuff like that. And got my credibility. Um, so then like, not only that, I was getting like a lot of referral based work for me as well, you know? So kind of in a sense, like almost like how Gary Vee kind of had, like he doesn't have a sales team, right? That are like, that I know of that really like goes out and like, is like trying to get business. A lot of his business comes to him. So um, that's kind of a sense for me right now. Like a lot of people like within the e-commerce space or sometimes I know that like that knows people that owns like service-based businesses in local areas um, will just like bring people to me referrals like to me you know um one client to another um so it's a it's been it's been like a lot of a blessing you know to have it that way yeah sure so like do you have any strategies for how listeners can start to get more referral clients because i mean obviously that's that's kind of the best way to get people when you don't have to pay for it and, and mm -hmm. prospect so like how have you found most effectively to bring those referrals in definitely it's a simple way is like if you could if say if you're just struggling to just get clients like like crazy um sometimes you have to offer free work and sometimes doing free um like showing the value what you, you could bring to them and then then they're like hey like just give me you know a shot um just pay for the ads and let me you know like let's get your customers get your ideal customer let's get you in front of your ideal customer um do it for free ask them for referral after that um or if i say if i bring you value can you please at least give me a referral um or maybe like do a couple months with you free and then um obviously get uh, payment, uh, service fee charged, monthly charged with a contract and also to get a free work or get referrals from them is definitely the best way. 
um, that way, or just get as much, you know, referral clients, like free clients as you can starting out and then use that as case studies and testimonials to get the client um, is another way too. So there's, there's different ways. Um, there's, you just have to try and be creative sometimes, you know, but those are like kind of like general basic ways to kind of get that. Yeah. For me, working for free has been extremely effective in, in all different spheres. Like once you have those case studies, those testimonials, it just becomes so much easier to, yeah. to get your foot in the door. Do you have any advice for the listeners who are struggling to find like businesses to reach out to, to work for free? Like if they don't know where to look for these businesses, like do you have any advice on that? Yeah. I mean, you could look on even your social media platform you know, like on Instagram, Facebook, you go to LinkedIn, um, you could even go onto like job search for like a job, uh, like, like Indeed, ZipRecruiter, um, I forgot the other ones, um, and search on jobs on there and reach out to them to there, get their, get their email, get their contact number, literally DM them on Instagram, DM them on Facebook, DM them on Twitter, message them on LinkedIn, call every single box, like every single platform you could literally contact them should be contacted. Um, that way you can at least open up for chances of like getting someone to contact you back or get in touch with someone um, or just go around to your local areas, um, ask a friend. If you have a friend now or a family member that owns a business, even try doing the work for them for free, um, stuff like that. Uh, there's, there's, I'm pretty sure there's even some more ways um, if we were really like deep dive into it, but just like, you know, using like different backdoor methods, um, we would definitely get your foot in the door or even work somewhere and then offer the service. If you work somewhere already, and they're not even doing that. And you see that there's a need, offer it then as well too, you know, so. Yeah, when I was when I was going to school like a few years ago, I was working at this uh, seafood restaurant as a server and I like pitched them on doing their social media and I like got started doing that just on the side yeah. for free. And it was a really good way to get my foot in the door before I'd really even done anything yet. Right, exactly, exactly. So that's a good, that's a good way right there. 100%. So uh, I'm curious as well with your agency, when you first got started, were you pretty focused on the offerings that you were giving people or did you have kind of like a widespread, like a full stack agency type model? I was, I was definitely like not full stack agency model at the time. Um, mainly it was just Facebook ads. Um, maybe like checking like their website optimization stuff. Um, but it was really like basic in the beginning. Um, didn't know, wait, didn't know too much at the time. Um, so now it's like as a full service agency where we kind of like handle like the whole marketing for just, you know clients. Um, but yeah, I definitely would say like I wasn't, I didn't start off too big. It was very like just very narrowed down to like this one thing. Mm. Do you think that's important for, for the young listener to really focus in at first or? Um, yeah, I feel like it's best to like focus on like a skill set to kind of like get uh, some type of expertise on it. Um, that way you don't like, those too much knowledge at yourself and then like get too distracted and kind of like don't you just know too much at the time and you're studying too much you kind of I mean that's it unless you can you can do it um I kind of did that route where I kind of just was doing a little too much but um I did always offer in the beginning like that one thing that I kind of felt strongest on um that I feel like I give the most value on so that's kind of like uh I think it's the best bet to say but that's just my opinion you could everyone's different so Maybe someone like likes you know like I like a lot of noise. I like doing ten things at once, and but you know not everyone's like that. But for sure, and I think one of the big pros to to starting with Facebook ads as opposed to something else, like a lot of people get started with social media management, and the issue that I see with that is there's no like usually there's no direct ROI with that, so it's hard to to build up solid testimonials and case studies if you can't say like we earned this business X number of dollars or we got this many people in the door. Like if you're just posting on social media for them, it's a lot harder to do that. So that's, that's one of the pros that I see that actually like starting with paid traffic. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, there's a pro with paycheck that you're bringing. There's a lot of value, and a lot of times, there's people who are in business for exact reason to you know generate cash flow. They want to see their revenue, monthly revenue grow, stuff like that. Um, social media, we sometimes you probably add on like add as a perk or something mm-hmm. for them, um, and probably strategize them where you like they're obviously going to be covering that charge as well for the management for that time that's going to be spent to be managing the social media platform, but. Um, that was one of my, I, I didn't focus on the social media part as more so. I more so was always focused on like the paid media because I wanted to make sure I was bringing in like cash flow and like rep, growing the revenue. That's like my main focus. Absolutely. So um, f- flash forward a little bit. When did you start building your team? Like now you say you have, you have a bit of a team built up. When did that yeah. start happening? Um, that literally started happening, um, I want to say within like the last like eight months. Wow. Yeah. So fairly new. Um, a, lot of, a lot of times I was doing kind of like on my own. Um, and this reason why it's just so good building a team though, because just like it does free up a little bit more of your time so you can focus on other business procedures and stuff. Um, but yeah, I definitely say it's like, it isn't, it definitely helps you scale up a lot more. Um, helps you be able to take on more work. Obviously you can't just be a, a one-man show. You can't do as much as you think you can, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And it's just it's just a better better environment uh, for yourself. Keeps like keeps things a little bit more flexible, and also just gives you more manpower. Absolutely. So, um, is your team more locally based or more uh, internationally based? My team is all local based. Yeah. Cool. What well, what made you make that decision? Um, just because I wanted to, like you know, I really wanted to have the the like the chance to. Um, I've I've done before. I started. Out, I had like I was had all the VAs and like stuff like that. You know, fulfilling certain things that. I didn't want to do like, you know, um, but the better thing about this is having people to actually meet with every day. It feels like a more actual business. Um, other, and then everyone on my team's like, they're, uh, they're their own expert as well. You know, like they're crazy solid experts in what they do. So it just makes everything like about process better. Um, and then the time management still, it's even cut down even more because of the fact that everyone kind of knows their stuff already to do. Um, they know how to do it. They've run their own agencies before and we just all partnered up together to just create one. So, hmm. yeah. Do you have any advice for the young listeners thinking about starting to build out a team? They've got a business now, they've got some cash flow, but now they think they want to start bringing other people on board. Do you have anything you wish you would have known? Um, definitely just say, just make sure you, uh, um, it's always good sometimes to meet people. Um, you know, if you want to meet people as best you can. Uh, definitely make sure you have people on your team who are, you know, hardworking, have good, good, very good morals, um, and that you guys click and mesh well, you know, as well. Like, obviously, you guys don't have to be the same, but um, there has to be, like, the, the long-end vision has to be the same sometimes, I believe, you know. That way, someone's not trying to have a quicker exit plan or something like that or um, or try to, like, you know, are not too serious within what you guys are trying to do. Um, so sure everyone's, like, kind of serious involved and, like, you know, want to get things done in a timely manner and our team players, you know? Mm. So what's your screening process look like to like determine those things? Like, do you like meet with them for in-person interview to like give them tasks to complete or like, what's that look like? Um, so sometimes, um, sometimes it'd be like, maybe like do like a, a small project tax, see how they do on it. Um, also like kind of see like their background of what they've done before or what they're currently doing. Um, uh, definitely seeing also what their goals are and like what their long-term vision goals. Something that's very important to me because I kind of want to see like what they're in it for. Um, hmm. we know, it, kind of from there, I kind of know if they're gonna like, what, how, how we'll mesh. Because um, also because business is like you know a real thing. Like we're young and like we're not even 
like we're just getting started, you know, like we're and it's and it's a lot of times you have to make sure that people like have that right mindset um, before you want to even jump in because if not, things will often turn into a mess, you know, which happens within this growing phase. But yeah, just, just make sure they're a good person, good morals and that could work that they are like one of my main things. Yeah, because the skills that you can teach or like always type of the work ethic and the mindset is something that some people just have to have, you know. Mm. So where did you, where did you originally connect with your, with the people that are on your team at? Like, was it mostly through social media? You, they were just like on your radar or how did you find these people? Um, definitely. I would say social media, um, at events, um, like mm. within, within the niche that you want to do, it's a great place. But obviously they're there for a reason too, because they slightly are interested, obviously. Right. And like the same thing you are in. Um, but yeah, just, you know, social media events, um, referrals type things like, yeah, it's, it's a, multiple ways for sure absolutely so i'm also curious as well whether you had any like mentors in this space before you got started i know you mentioned ty lopez earlier and you mentioned a couple of those companies that you worked for but like throughout this entire process have you had like business mentors have you had like digital marketing mentors or people that you've like consistently looked up to and learned from um i didn't have like an actual mentor like, I, to be honest the only mentor i could like literally say what kind of was a mentor would probably be Gary Vee, and I never met the guy, I never talked to the guy, but definitely would say like he was like someone that I listened to pretty religiously because just like um just because like the stuff he gives and the stuff that was very really practical, even though I didn't give me exactly how to do what I wanted to do. Um I learned most of that was like through trial and error, um taking on a lot of free projects, working it out, seeing how it does, but um, but I definitely think it's huge. It's amazing. Like you need, like, I feel like you kind of do need a mentor because I mean, you don't know what you don't know. And at least someone could give you like, you know, give you a little bit of like keys, it's just, like, the keys to like what's needed and like little blueprints here and there, just like so you can learn turn stuff and like open your mind to it. I think that's like so important. Yeah. Absolutely. So you also mentioned at the beginning of the show that you're into e-com. Now talk to us more about that. Like when did you start getting interested in e-com and like why did you decide that you wanted to work in like with people in the e-com space um definitely because like when i started out like a lot of the a lot of it was focused on just running ads right yeah um, i realized like with obviously with e-commerce that's like the whole kind of your biggest like um revenue streams is like your ads that you create and so like, just being good at that maybe like when i started jumping into e-commerce because i just realized like the time to control the business model of having all online um, which I liked. So um, that's kind of like what definitely jumped into it. And also just creating brands, figuring out like the whole, like creating like this content for marketing and like all that. It's just like, it's fun. You know, it's a really fun thing to do. Um, having different products is always just like a different journey. It's another video game you're trying to figure out in a sense. Right. And so um, that's kind of like how I got into it and like why I love it so much still, you know? Sure. So how do you like balance your focus between like the different things that you're doing, the econ, the digital marketing and, and everything else? Um, I, I balance it pretty well because it's all kind of with, it's all kind of the same in a sense. Like, you know, the marketing is all um, digital marketing. Like it's just, yeah, it's like, there's something there's like, there's different platforms that you market on, but it's kind of like all the same type of game that you're playing. Um, and it's just like different levels. I look at it like that. You know? hmm. Say more about that. Like, like, what do you mean by it's all the same game? It's um, cause every, cause every game, obviously we play video games, right? You're trying to figure out that level. You're trying to figure out, how to do this or how to get to central. I mean, that's kind of like how it is with this, within this. It's like, it's a game you're trying to figure out to get to the next level. Like you start off at one point and then it's an ending point or, um, you know, like for so on and so on. But um, yeah, that's how I kind of see it. Like just figuring out, like it's like putting pieces of puzzle together. It's just like a, it's like a game in a sense. Hmm. That's like 
about the game for like an overview uh, message on it. Yeah. Sure. So like, what's, what's the next level for Van Dennis? Like what is, what is that next, that next like place? Um, definitely the next level for me is uh, being able to like buy or buy big companies um, that are either going to try to sell out at a time. Um, definitely looking to like open up like big, you know, cap stuff in like real estate, interested in that. Um, curious of where like this, where the future technology is going to be going with a lot of things, but um, I don't chase too many things. So I kind of stay focused within like mark, digital marketing and e-commerce and like really just want to like, grow those agencies and grow those e-com brands to like bigger brands. But um, I'm like, I'm on a lookout for other stuff still. I, you know, I definitely like, you know, pay attention to it, but I don't jump too quick to things. Um, Cause I just, my biggest strength was just focusing on like one niche and then like um, not in like blocking out the noise from everything else, um, but just staying, but being aware of it. But um, more so like having someone else that's more expert into it be close by so they can kind of, you know, let me know, like, you know, the, the insights, stuff like that. For sure. So you're also pretty into, into fitness, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm into fitness a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so is that still like from when you were younger and like into sports, that's sort of where that came from? Yeah, I, um, I kind of like, I was doing it since like, like, oh, like fourth grade, I was in sports and uh, kind of became like, a, it was like a way of life for me. Just like, you know, and also too, like, especially being an entrepreneur, um, or just, or not just an entrepreneur, just like, it just helps your life in general, like being like, being healthier, being like sharp, keeps you like a little bit more sharp in the head, um, gives you energy and just like gives you a little bit more structure and like, like that type of structure organization with that does play into your business, plays into whatever else you're doing. Being dedicated and consistent in something, you know, is a pretty, pretty key. 100%. So where does that dedication and like consistency, where does that come from from you? Like what's your, what's the fuel to your fire? I mean, uh, my why is my why is pretty big. Um, definitely, like my my mom is a huge why. My siblings are a huge why. Um, you know, like I was I kind of was always like that. I always had this crazy work ethic. Sometimes people like to laugh and joke because they say like Jamaicans like just work hard because um that's like my ethnicity and stuff. But um, it's just it's just uh, I literally don't I don't can't see myself any other way. I can't even like you know I have to like try to like relax and like try to like lay down and like try like to not have to do anything sometimes. And it's like, it's hard, you know? <laughs> hmm. Does that like, so I'm, I'm very much the same way. Like I'm going on a, in a few days, I'm going to Colorado for a few days and I'm like, I'm already like stressing out. I'm like, I'm not gonna be able to like work as much. Like I'm yeah. not gonna be able to like, <laughs> like, what am I going to do? So like, have you found any ways to like cope with that? Or like, how do you, how do you balance like, like work and like the rest of your life? Cause I'm sure there's like other stuff you got going on. Yeah. Um, I really, I honestly like, I, like doing what I do so like yeah. that's it's like fun to me yeah. so, like, it's kind of like hard to like answer that question sometimes I feel like I'm boring or something but it's just like I I like doing what I do and like you know like, I relax chill I watch movies and you know I'll, I'll watch a, a Netflix show here and there if I can but like it's just like this is what I like doing so it's kind of like you know um if I feel like doing anything like I put off a lot of trips just recently just so just because I wanted to I wasn't too fond of it. And I even like tried buying the tickets and already stuff and like, and I honestly like, didn't go. But it's just, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I just, maybe I'm sick, you know? <laughs> I just like doing this stuff. So I just had it. No, man, I totally, I totally relate with that. Like, I just, I wake up every single day and I'm just like stoked to get after it because like, it's just, it's so much fun. Like, <laughs> man, it really is. It really is.
And people, yeah, people from the outside are like, dude, how many hours a day are you working? Like, what are you doing over there? I'm like, I'm having a blast. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I never, I honestly, a lot of times, like, sometimes it's like people from back, back home, stuff like that, or family would be like thinking I work too much or something, but they don't, I guess it, they, don't, they don't understand what it is yet. They're probably not in that situation um, to be doing something they kind of love, you know? So yeah. um, it is different um, for sure, but it's a blessing. It's a blessing. I don't, I don't take any advantage of it. I'm very thankful. Hundred um, percent yeah, for it. So, and that's just. I mean, that's just like how most people aren't brought up. Most people aren't brought up to to think about like working as something that they're that they're going to enjoy. They're, they they yeah. see their parents like hating work every single day, like dreading it, like living for the weekends, and that's just what they think life is. So I think that's a lot of where that comes from. Yeah, very true. Very yeah. true. It does. It does trickle down. Um, it kind of sets up, obviously sets you up for that mindset, that structure. Um, and you have to like, almost like reprogram your brain, change the algorithm off that. Uh, yeah, but can't say any more about how blessed it is to be. Yeah, I mean, do you have any advice for the listeners who are trying to like get that reprogramming done? Like they've grown up with this, like this rhetoric their entire life of like work is bad. Like don't, like you won't enjoy what you do. Like do you have any advice for how they can start to like change that? Um, I would definitely say, you don't have to, a lot of things will happen. I would definitely say for this, out of respect for Gary Vee, respect for like Annie Priscilla, um, definitely check those type of people out. Check those guys out. Um, listen to her content. What they're saying is real deal, like stuff that I think will help anyone, no matter what type of business, whatever you do. Um, it's just, I, um, that would be like probably the only, the best thing to say is like listen to those guys. Um, yeah, they're older, but they get it. They know it. Um, and they've been in the game for a long time. They actually like really know they're the best type of people to really listen to, you know, people that really been in it for a long time and really been doing like, they're on a level that most people aren't for a reason, you know? So yeah. Could be more. I want to give to someone to be like, if you want to like change it, I give it to like even people in my family, like, or if someone that like reached out to me, I'm like, just listen to this guy every day. I want to risk doesn't take you, you know, just be open and just listen to him and see what, see where that goes. Yeah, that open mind is a must because so many people like I'll tell someone like, hey, listen to some of Gary Vee stuff and they just like go into it with this like closed off mindset of like, I'm not going to like this. I'm not going to enjoy it. I'm not going to get anything out of it. And that's just so detrimental. But if you can really go into stuff with an open mind, like yeah. there, there's no telling. Exactly. Very true. All right, Van. Well, I have some questions now that I like to ask all of my guests. You've been dropping an amazing amount of value so far. So you ready to get into these? Yeah, definitely. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. The first one is what is something that genuinely has you excited right now? Could be in your business, could be in the wider realm of the world, um, futuristic technologies, but like what's got you fired up? Damn. Just living, man. Just <laughs> living every day, waking up every day. I get some excited. Uh, I'm very curious of where the world's going to be in 10, 15 years. Um, if you like think about the last 10 years, it's we've had a crazy, like we're, all, we're living on these things now, right? Like we're yeah. living things out on these cell phones and stuff like that so um not that i don't think that's wrong fit um i think i think it's just a new world we've always been doing this in a way actually like from newspaper to yada yada but i mean i just decided to live and decided to be alive so um that that part alone is just like dope as heck so. <laughs> straight up man i could not agree more um so i'm also curious as well i mean obviously fitness is, is a big part of your life but do you have any other habits that have served you particularly well either your business your lifestyle um, like, what are you doing on a regular basis? Um, my regular basis uh, pretty much involves, like, me 
working on stuff. I think this is so fun. So like, I feel like I just have fun every day in a sense. Um, other than that, um, just thinking like, like, I guess it's like, cause like it fulfills my why, me working towards it. So I feel like I'm just like, it just helps. It's, it's almost like coping for me, I guess, in a sense. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's, that's really it. I don't do too much. I mean, I probably do more than I think, but a lot of things always seem work related in a sense, but it's because I like doing that. I prefer doing that, but yeah um hobbies for me like i mean like i mean i used to play i play sports sometimes i do work out um like going to the beach i love being in their water if i can so hmm. that'd be uh something i probably say that might be a hobby that most people really don't say is like, like just being in their water you know hmm. so that's fascinating why is that i don't know there's something about just water is like peaceful calming to me it's uh is this mystery liquid thing that's on this earth and it's pretty trippy you know uh, it's uh it's there man that's very true i haven't thought about water that much but now that i like reevaluate like my relationship with water and just like where like what it does it's it's kind of crazy it's a pretty crazy uh, element, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure that's for sure um so you mentioned you mentioned the uh, gary v andy Frisella. is there any other content you're consuming right now whether that's books audiobooks like podcasts um i mean i did i did when i first started out i read a lot more than i do now um i more so listen to podcasts i think that's where the world's going a lot more with, like with voice it's just it's just easier to apply it while doing things like you could be driving you'd be working out you could just be chilling um whatever but it's just easier for you to at least digest the content um because we're all we're like going obviously like as we go on in time and time it's like more we're everything we can do faster anything that to kind of be more efficient is just the way to go so um i didn't notice that with myself like, i kind of don't read as much as i used to um but yeah i would definitely say like the best people right now that i listen to are those two guys and i would feel like it would be like i, would, I wouldn't be doing it justice to anyone if i told them like otherwise um um, I wouldn't ever say myself. I'm not a marketing guru. I'm nowhere near that. I'm still starting in my journey. I feel like myself, you know. So like, um, and just out of respect for people that are really killing it, um, like, and really have huge value. And just know, you know, like, there's no better teacher than experience. Sometimes, um, and those guys have it, and they they they'll get people a lot of people's mind right. You know, if they listen to them, take them in. 100% could not agree more with that. I mean, me, myself, I'm, I'm way, way early in the game, but it's just, it's so cool to see these guys that have all this experience and all this knowledge that we just have the ability to learn from for free. It's yeah. just, it's a wild, it's a wild world we live in. It's pretty insane. To <laughs> all right, Van, you've been dropping a lot of value, a lot of wisdom. I've been enjoying it. I'm sure our listeners have as well. Where can they go if they want to follow up with you and learn more about what you're doing um, and, uh, and connect with you at? Yeah, um, the best place is Instagram for sure. Um, my Instagram is uh, Van Dennis Official. Um, that's definitely the best place to like, follow up on me. Um, usually, um, I have a YouTube. I haven't been too strong on it. Um, just been focusing on other things. But uh, if I do post anything on YouTube, you probably definitely see it from like Instagram first. Um, and yeah, just uh, connect with me. Um, you know, I'm here. You know, I love people. I'm a people person. So yeah, that's the best way to you know, get at me. Straight up. I'll be sure to link that up in the show notes as well for our listeners. Well, Van, again, man, I just want to say I'm extremely grateful for you and your time and you choosing to spend it here on Young Smart Money. Do you have any last uh, parting thoughts, words of wisdom, or anything you want to uh, leave the listener with here today? Um, definitely want to say is like create your reality um, and really take that in. Like you create your reality. You literally control your life. Um, everyone's a CEO, you know? 
of their life. And a lot of people don't think of it like that. Um, really, know you can take control and you really turn your world around, you can turn your life around, however you want to call it. Um, you just put in the work, put in the action and have patience, but make sure you put in the work and understand that trial and error comes with it all. And it's okay to fail. It's okay to like hair nose, to just keep going because eventually you're going to get your yes. It's going to be worth it. Mm. That's the truth. That's the truth. Preach on it. Ben, it's been an absolute pleasure. I'm extremely grateful for you, man. Thank you, definitely, man. Thank you so much for having me on, man. Um, if you ever need me again, definitely just you know, feel free. Um, and I'll be right there. Well, y'all, that is a wrap. That's another episode of Young Smart Money in the Books. If you guys enjoyed this episode, I got two quick asks of you really quick. The first of which is if you could leave us a five-star review on iTunes, that would mean the absolute world to me. We're closing in on 200 reviews right now. Um, I read each and every one of those. And if you uh, screenshot it, tag me in your Instagram story, I will be sure to repost that as well. The second thing that I want to ask you is if you guys are interested in starting your own podcast, okay, learning how I was able to take young smart money from the ground up, turn it into a top 100 business podcast in a few short months, I put together this free training that I'm giving away to people, basically teaching you the secrets to podcasting, the stuff that other people aren't really talking about. Like you can find videos online of like the best podcasting setup or like the best podcasting gear, but no one's really talking about how to land big guests, how to network with influencers, how to actually monetize your show. So I want to put together a free training uh, for that. If you guys are interested, the link will be in the show notes for this episode. Otherwise, you can go to applecriter.com slash podcast. That's applecriter.com slash podcast. And check out that absolutely free training that I put together for y'all to uh, get yourself educated in the world of podcasting because that's something that I'm really passionate about. So I want to teach others. But guys, that's going to wrap it up for the show. Don't want to waste too much of your time. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day wherever it leads you. And I'm glad you chose to spend this last hour here on Young Smart Money.